It was. I that was the like only time in my so life dangerous. I was knocked off my feet. I literally felt bed. like Jon Snow when he was getting crushed by all those people. I couldn't guys. breathe. It was so scary. <laughs> that I was, was like, hot. This the worst. I had to just try and survive my way out of there. <laughs> I almost died in there. I think I might have died in there. My stamina ran out, and I was just about to get trampled to death just under the people. Nothing I could do to fight. I feel like back. I got trampled. <laughs> <laughs> my shoe came off at one point. That's when you just gotta leave it. <laughs> just picturing this Mufasa scene. Stick to the code. Tate trying to grab his shoe. <laughs> no. Nolan's on a branch trying to like. <laughs> no, I was watching someone's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, was it the one so guy you almost got in the fight? <laughs> I wasn't gonna do anything though. That's too much work, man. Thank you, Nolan. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we okay. go. <clears throat> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? I've so is this going to be our actual one? This Let's do it. The real deal. Okay. Practicing. One, two, three, and welcome back to everything but the kitchen sink. I'm G Money, and today we're talking about that feeling when you wake up super tired every day. You got achy bones and your back hurts, <laughs> and a headache because you looked at a beer funny that morning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Your 20s. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not feeling 22. Hey, I'm not 22, nor have I been for a couple years now. Um, not depressed. That's the thing. At least I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on. I'm so young. I'm so stupid. But I feel like I have some knowledge. That's all I got to say. Go ahead, not Tate. your name? Not my name. My name's also Brian. Thank you, Nolan. He, he did say his name. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Tay. We're here to talk about the 20s, <laughs> which we're all in right now. It's an interesting time. It has its ups and downs. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I'm just going to take over from Tate because uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. But <laughs> Nolan here, you know, the 20s are kind of just like a roller coaster. You got your ups, your downs, your water slides, your sharp lefts. <laughs> okay. But I, I just wanted to point out, Brian said something pretty interesting when he said he's still kind of dumb. I actually agree with that. Brian That's not dumb. interesting, guys. <laughs> Anyways, I think we have to address the elephant in the room. We have another member here today, and I would like to introduce our esteemed guest. I'll let him introduce himself. Go ahead. I didn't know I was as big as an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Jacob. Um, really, don't, and just like you guys were all saying, there's ups and downs in, in the 20s and so much uncertainty, but don't you feel a little bit like a bitch for complaining about your 20s? I can't At help all. it though. I can't help yeah. it. Things actually hurt I, now. I do. I do yeah. feel like a bitch, but I also know that <laughs> there are reasons that the, like there are obvious like differences from when we were 20 years old and when our parents were. Yeah, yeah. Like we were just joking right before we started <laughs> recording about how I mean, like when we were probably not allowed to drink, but we were still drinking, I could probably finish a bottle or two, wake up the next morning, go on a hike. The most disgusting of alcohols. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like $7 Windex. <laughs> $7 Windex. Yeah, yeah I feel like once you turn 21 and can actually legally drink, not saying I illegally drink, <laughs> but you, you just as soon as like, I think it's after 21. When you're 22, it's just you get hangovers. And then you, someone's like, I never have a hangover. And they're 18. It's like, oh, you just you wait, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it was like 24, right? 24 was kind of just like you're getting to that, you know, that 25. <laughs> 24, <laughs> 24 yeah, was yeah, rough. <laughs> that 25 <laughs> feel is rough. 25 is the worst birthday I've had to date. Wow, why? <laughs> just wait. <laughs> wait, actually, you know what? I feel like a lot of people 
kind of dread their 25s at least so like other friends that i have too they're like oh fuck i'm 25 now oh no i can tell you it's it's an easy solution this is a problem that people don't think about but the reason why we dread 25 basically is dude there are trees that are younger than you <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> I've never heard that <laughs> in my whole life. Dude, yeah, but we're not talking a little tree that needs the little fence post or whatever. We're talking a tree tree. Like, I, I can now climb that tree. Look, and, and to all those listeners, if you're older than us, us little goofy kids, please please let us know in the comments um, if we're doing it wrong or if we're doing it right. Smash that like button. Um, what I want to bring up things that you kind of – let go as you grow older, you know, the transition of childhood, adolescence into quote unquote adulthood that is 24, 25 or 26, you know, <laughs> and, and beyond. 26, you're an adult. You're not a young adult. So, so what do you think you guys let go in your childhood? Things My that happiness? Like don't give you joy. <laughs> Things, not oh. that. <laughs> oh, wow. We're just diving in. I think one of the biggest things that I've kind of given up is um, I think it's funny that it, you get told this your entire life, but you never think about it until you're past it. it I really don't care what, what people think about me anymore. When I was in high school, that was kind of all I cared about. And I just, I think it's ironic that maybe not even ironic. It's actually kind of cool that when you become the right age to start understanding that you're like, I can't believe I wasn't listening to people telling me that. I agree. I think that's a big difference between your teens and 20s is you don't care what people think because that was a big driving factor when you're in your teens. Well, now, if you think about it, right, when you're in your teens, you're, you're in school, you're around like the same people a lot. So your status probably matters a lot more than it does now. Right. Well, actually, I'll argue this. Uh, it, it's just a different status that matters now. Instead of being the cool kid, it's now I need to be the employee the boss notices. <laughs> or, you know, kind of along those lines. So it's right. not like, I guess it's not that it necessarily changed. It, it's just, it's a new, it's a new social pack that you're in. Absolutely. So, so it's, I like that you brought that up. It, what I guess what I'm kind of focusing on is, and, you know, Jacob kind of brings this up, um, 20s now versus 20s back then. I, I had brunch with Tate's family. Well, that's how I know you're this, in this, your mid-20s. This, this, more th this <laughs> morning. Yeah. And, you know, like, just to kind of see, pick their brains, I'm like, is, is being in your 20s back then any different than now? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, that makes me feel like a bitch. <laughs> but here's my argument, though. Um, I think social media kind of forces you to act a little differently, and that wasn't really a thing before. I think a lot of people are trying to live their best lives online, you know, right. and post it for everyone to see. Uh, and that's man. definitely different than before. Like, there's a lot of envy now you know, that we have to deal actually, with, or I don't know. Now that you've brought that up, mm -hmm. if, if I could just kind of throw this question out. Do you think that social media is kind of making these teens grow up, like, way faster than they should? Right. Well, and just like you were talking about, right, like, when you were in your teens, you notice from your teens to now, like, your status didn't matter as much. But right. it's almost kind of the lines are getting blurred now because your status still kind of matters because you're still interacting with these people over social media mm, and things right. like that. So I do think that regardless of like, you know, I don't care what people think at the end of the day, if you have a social media account, I feel like you still kind of care. Right. Or you, you want to get those likes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get the likes. 
I would say no to that just because we've always had television and magazines oh. that have always glamorized being older. Interesting. And for example, like a lot of high school movies, they always hire 30-year-olds yep. to play teenagers. Sure. And yeah. they don't realistically look like teenagers. Yeah, that's true. So that probably affects kids to want to look older. Isn't that so wrong? Yeah, there's like a kissing yeah. scene with thirty-year-olds. Isn't, isn't that just like absolutely? It's like supposed I to portray like sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> I just I don't understand that. I think they do it just because of the laws. Like yeah. you can't, you have to. Not you, they can't work a certain amount of hours, so it's easier to hire someone over eighteen. Right. Um. I guess like another kind of interesting aspect of this is now that we're talking about how they're portraying teens as being kind of older. I mean, like when we were that young. You kind of wanted to be an adult, right? And now that we're here, it's like, okay, what am I doing? You, you know? It's like, I can't go back now. I'm just more worried. I'm like, what? what is next? <laughs> I feel know? like there's just so many things going on at once. Like in high school, you're just in school, maybe sports, and you feel like that's a lot. But now it's like the social media continues the whole social circle from high school. Right. For Depending on the person, mm -hmm. maybe not. Then you have a job, that social dynamic. You still have your friends maybe your family some people are married by now and have mm -hmm. kids have already kids. exactly so oh, man so i got i have a question i want to bring up then does having um a popular social media account kind of give you kind of gives you a, like a a better ticket to the social life in this weird world mm. we live in what do you think about that like the more followers you have the more this and that are you actually having a better time and using your 20s wisely I would say that just plays into the popularity that your teens are based around. Because most of those influencers, they're usually they usually start off when they're eighteen, right? Yeah, I would say around there. Yeah, and then it's I think just it depends, but yeah, and it just kind of feeds on that. Yeah, and I like I think it it matures them in some aspects. Like, you know, I I guess I don't know really how to word it, but you're. You still miss some aspects of maturing when you go down that route, because like there, there's, I mean, you're being paid to act like a kid, like the thirty year olds. You you know what I mean? So, I think it's yeah. I just it kind of is weird to see that now. I, and I think another thing that kind of comes up with with growing up is how you can see these patterns that actually start to scare you now. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I've noticed recently. I think it also takes away with the struggle of working. Because they're making a lot of money, and they're so young that they miss out on that experience <laughs> of working up. They got a bad work. job. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. But but hold on. <laughs> but why, why do you have to do that? I why does it have to be the pathway? Uh, because <laughs> I think it's, it all comes down to that you don't have experience. Well, and then you got to build experience in this workforce nowadays. And also, uh, what, what do they say in Holes? Uh, builds character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it helps you become humble. <laughs> I just have a question. So do you, when you say, why do you have to do that, do you mean why do you have to reach that level of like superstardom on, on – like, Oh, no. Uh, are, you, are you just saying why do you have to be popular on, on mm, like social oh, no, media? No, I, like, sorry. I'll explain more. What I'm saying is why to, – to, to G Money's point – why do you have to go through all that bad stuff to build character? Like, I'm, what I'm saying kind of in my mind and why it's different being in your 20s now to 20s back then, the information is different. You know, the, the resources have changed. 
humans are like a, a almost a better resource of stuff as opposed to like water, blah blah blah, and not not <laughs> not literally. <laughs> just make it a dramatic point. But it's different, is all I'm saying. I think I know why. It's because back in like before the older generations a lot of their jobs were manufacturing were the base whereas now today the most popular job is service so oh sure and in a sense the influencers are servicing yeah entertainment so then bring the scope to us we're kind of the millennial group the younger side of things it kind of in my mind and in my opinion leaves me in a weird spot where i want to work I guess kind of to reach <laughs> to go through a corporate ladder. I guess I could do that, but I also don't want to do that because I don't think that's the fucking only way <laughs> at this well, point. Yeah. Obviously it's, it's evident. I am going to put stuff. it out there. You are always in a weird place. You specifically, not us. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that you're kind of confused about this stuff. But to me, um, I actually agree with you. I'm just trying to give you a hard time, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, and this is actually, it kind of, it goes to what G money was saying is that, you no longer have to kind of slog up the corporate ladder. You don't have to start at the minimum and work your way up and appease your bosses because, you know, now you can kind of work for yourself. It's a limited field. It has to, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be, but entertainment is kind of one of the easiest ways to work for yourself. It's it's still a slog though. It's different. It's a different That's slog. That's true. Yeah. You have, to create a, <coughs> but you have to create so much content. I think we kind of underestimate, like, if we think it's just easy to be an influencer, as we say, but there's it's constant content you have to create. I've, I've, I'm trying to do it. I really just want to be able to have independent streams of income. And I think the way that to do it is to do, like, multiple things at the same time, unless you're someone who can just be a complete influencer. I, but I think, yeah, it I comes down to you have to be, have luck on your side sometimes yeah. or just... But I actually I w- just said something. I just like the internet because it gives you the opportunity to collect income from as many sources as you want to. You can like record some stuff, right? Vocals. You whatever. actually just said something that that kind of formed a question in my mind when you were saying that. So, do you think that the millennials will just say that because we're all pretty much millennials? Do you think that we want to work for ourselves? Because when we were growing up, the majority of our parents would come home from work and just bitch about it and that kind of subconsciously planted that i, I don't want to do that when i grow yeah. up i want to have fun when i grow up <laughs> well w- with the whole isn't the whole point of a job to have job security but when we looked at our i don't know my parents had a lot of issues like switching jobs and being unemployed sometimes and like that stress just i i just wondered like i'm as like in my 20s now growing up with that background it doesn't appeal to me i don't really think it's that conservative to work for a company when you can get laid off during any recession. When, and that's the only time it would be bad to be laid off. Another time it wouldn't even matter if you were laid off. So it's only going to happen during the bad times. And it's, you're almost better off being freelance and failing in the middle of a boom and having something to fall back on. Right. No, and I think, you know, talking about the influencers and everything, there is a level of groundwork that you have to lay just like starting a business. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even if you are an influencer, every picture or every video you take, there's a lot of thought yeah, right. and work that goes work. into that, right? Just like you were talking about, um, we were talking about, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What, I, what I'm really trying to say is you, you are also analyzing your audience. Like, who am I trying to appeal to? You're basically running a little a really small scale business yeah. with, with your, with a, you know, even if it's not intentional. You know, you might just be posting some things, you got a lot of likes, and then you're just going to keep going with it because it's, it's essentially free to start that, right? Like, right, you don't really right. have to pay anything. So, it, internet. 
So yeah, the, just like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. If I may add, to me, the travesty is not being able to tap into that. And I know it sounds like I'm complaining, oh, millennial, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe here at South, we are kind of stuck in the middle. So it's like I'm kind of divided. And as Tate says, with the job security, even our own parents, I'm not speaking for all of y'all, but, you know, I can attest to that, too, with what I've seen. Right. And then what I've, what I've experienced now in my early to late 20s, like what's what's the job security here? If if I have to fall down at this point, I at least want it to be something that I made, because because then it's my fault. Yeah, yeah. And not and someone else doing the. We all kind of me. got in a, our eyes kind of opened with the whole COVID thing going on, right? When people were actually just, you know, one one morning you have your job and the next they laid you off. So we kind of got that wake up call. Mm-hmm. So right. I see where you're coming from, and and I can offer the flip side of what you're saying because I grew up with parents who were over, who were self-employed, oh, for, the, yeah, for totally. the most part, right? Yeah, like yeah. they created their own business, they expanded, and and yes, to, so for me it was, and I worked with them the whole time, and like to see them basically see the the difference because I worked for them, and then I would go work for a different for a company actually that was you know not self-employed. Um, it, you can just see the different even from a young age you could see the, the difference and I'm just like I, I know what I want to do I don't want I don't want to work for somebody mm-hmm. you know and and yeah especially with the whole COVID thing you know like especially with my mom she she was able to go from this to now I'm going to start this to do this and just have all the success I can, can, I, she can was, I ask something she, I, and it's phenomenal not, not too personal no when do you think when did she make that when did she make that decision sorry when did she do that in her early 20s no absolutely not no it really wasn't until recently Hmm. that i really saw her really take take this on and and what's crazy is now that i'm really thinking about it a lot of it came with like her presence on social media she's my mom Hmm. keep this in mind but somehow (laughs) that woman finds a way she knows everybody inside of my town i mean i'm not right. kidding it that is, is, it is it, that's good it, for it business is, it's scary mm-hmm. right so then she starts she starts a little you know company over here company over here and they're just booming and i'm just like wow as i said earlier awesome. humans yeah. are a very valuable resource i think Absolutely. humans yeah. are oh, the right. most People. important resource People. right like mm-hmm. i know you're joking yes. about the water thing but let's let's walk down this trail sure sure yeah uh, Okay, I can either go find water or I can charm someone and, hey, you got some water on you? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, humans are the best mm-hmm. resource, mm-hmm. and that's the best way to start a business, too. Uh, and I know we're getting a little sidetracked, so I guess I, I just want to put this out. Isn't it interesting how, when you get older, how work-oriented your thoughts become? Mm-hmm. Isn't that just insane? I, what do you mean by that? Uh, just everything. No, I guess not everything I think of, but, like, Work always comes up in my mind. Finances always comes up in my mind. Oh, yeah. Job security. It's like, oh, I hate it, though. I just I want to leave that room open for, like, Bigfoot or whatever, <laughs> but I can't anymore. <laughs> Stuff you left in your child. <laughs> <laughs> I think that comes with when you're in your 20s, you start being on your own, so you have bills to pay, so you have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You can't fall back on like the Big security of home pay. yeah <laughs> it's like you're no longer <laughs> living at home you have rent to pay and all this stuff and i think that's what really it's, that's why you have to start thinking about work may, may i add to that too i i think as you grow older at least for me um as far as that work mentality for me it comes with what am i now giving to the world as now you're in the workforce, you feel everyone's pain. I mean, people that are now your age, you have a lot of things in common. If you really dig deep into it, everyone's feeling that same 
weirdness. You know, there's a there's a yeah. real quick test to tell if someone's feeling it. Hey, how's your day going? Another day in paradise. Yeah, or yeah, or just or just good. You, they're slogging like we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But 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 to finish my thought, I'm saying now why I would think of work. It's not just to like to get by, but I think that next level you of, of business. Yes, precisely. I want to figure out how to give back and help myself at the same time, obviously. Yeah, but why not? what am I giving to the world at this point, you know? Yeah, As an adult, certain, what the fuck are you doing? There's a certain sense people? of like fulfillment that you want to uh-huh. feel within within your job. And yeah. I think like back then that might just might not have been a priority. Interesting. Like, I, yeah. I just I, well, I, I have well, actually, a actually let me put it like this. Back then you were thinking about it, but what you were contributing to, and I actually, this kind of rings true to the five of us in here. Uh, we don't have kids that we need to contribute to. That's true. So it's just, we want to contribute to society. Where back then, not not hating on it, but they probably had kids around our age already. Mm. And that's what they were contributing to, right? That was their society in essence. Mm. Them in their 20s, you should have had... Uh, for the most part, a house, definitely kids a wife at this point, you know, at this point, yeah. settled down. But that's like such a different model compared to what we have to do now, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's completely. At different. least I feel like it's super different. Uh, I'd have to relate that back to the manufacturing jobs versus service, because back then you could get a good manufacturing job, make way more than you'll make now doing service. But now most jobs are service, so maybe it's just people can't afford families. Yeah. Or do you think it I think the um, like the family structure in America is kind of an, a unique one because I think there were booming I don't know if this is even accurate but from what I see with my limited scope is that there were like booming times where families could just kind of disperse and separate and kind of just almost even compete against each other mm-hmm. to see who could just make the most cash and buy the most stuff. <laughs> and then like when you kind of it's not a booming time and it's back to reality there's other cultures where they stay at where people stay together as a family. I mean, a lot of us come from backgrounds where that's kind of normal and like, you know, there's sometimes two or three generations living in a home and mm-hmm. they all can get ahead together. But I think um, like Americans or so a lot of Americans who are like really traditional Americans don't really do that. Like the kids just go out and you have to make your way. And I think it delays things a lot. How are you supposed oh, to yeah, be married and also start a career that's able to compete in a, a completely of inflated economy and all this stuff well, like how by are you 25. S- how are you supposed to go to school and work full-time because you're paying off your apartment? Oh, yeah, you got to go to college, pay off your yeah. student loans, get a house, you're on your you own. And, you know, how is that going to work out? And, and start a family. And mm-hmm. to that point, this isn't to knock on anyone still living at home with your parents. No, it's a no, different time. That's, that's a good It's a different yeah. time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it's a not great bad. Idea. No, like, <laughs> I, was, I was just recently, like, <coughs> thinking about it, and the advice I wish I could give people that were graduating high school, honestly, stay at home, go to community college first. If, if you want to go to, if, if yes. college is the path you want to go to save yourself that 20 grand, Maybe stay at more. home. That's true. Maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It could save you more than that. Cause most likely you're going to change what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Like your twenties are just change. Yeah. Uh, so going off of this, I was actually reading a New York times article, getting kind of ready for this. Um, it's actually by Robin Hennig. Um, and basically points out these five milestones, right? That, oh, okay. that really couldn't, that you, after you complete those, you're considered an adult, we'll say. I'm scared. Let me look over this. Oh, yeah, I know. When I was oh, reading God. it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is dental insurance one of them? I know. So, so the, the milestones were um, basically it had to do with education, so finishing school, okay. right, finding a job, getting married, having kids. Okay, I'm almost So that was the there. gist of it, right? So then in, in 1960, okay, in the 60s, 
77% of women and 65% of men had completed those milestones by the time they reached 30. Okay. So among the 30 year olds in 2000, according to the data from United States Census Bureau, fewer than half of women and one third of men had done so. Dang. So, I mean, that just kind of puts, I, I think, into perspective of what those things are. So, like, yeah. So, I, like I said, that's why I think 20s nowadays just mean a lot. Of, but there's a lot of reasons. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- um, I think one of the biggest reasons is life is now longer. And I, I guess that's kind of a stupid way of putting it. But I mean by that is you're not trying to have a kid by 30 so the kid can take care of you when you're 60. Our, our lives have been kind of prolonged since back then. Uh, for better or for worse, because I, my personal opinion is those extra years we probably have gained is going to be spent working. But I think that has to do with it is we're essentially still growing up in in a sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest factors. I also think that I, I, I uh, technology has kind of changed a lot of it, right? Technology has changed the whole game, and I think that's where – millennials have kind of fallen into the crack it's because we grew up when there wasn't necessarily an internet and then we ended growing up when there was an internet so we literally have like kind of a split mind on this stuff Mm. whereas kids younger than us they know how to do things that i'm still learning how to do on on i feel like one thing is like we're kind of different because we're not fully connected to the technology the way some of the younger generations are like we are still we like to kind of put the phone away and like go play basketball and like mm-hmm. not check any tech sometimes i don't want to look at a screen for a whole afternoon but i don't think like younger kids really do that now like i crave that time away from the technology whereas that right. almost puts us at a different it is a different generation than the newer generations i i think something important for us growing up and then maybe if we even have children or as like parents is to understand our place as consumers. You know, I think having that etiquette is extremely important because falling in the cracks and being divided in that sense of before technology and being born with it, everything that's created to me in a sense is like really dumbed down and catered to our age group. Like maybe a kid younger younger than me can use all of these programs and he'd be like, I can I've been I've been writing programs, you know, at school. I can kind of make something like this to us where I'm like, oh, I just have to click this button and I record and I have to pay this much <laughs> for it. I don't want to know how to use it. I just I just want to hit the button. And so everything is so catered like like no no offense on iPhones, but it's so watered down. <laughs> the interface is there's like so many walls for them not for you not to explore what the phone is and then Android gets a bad rep because there's like shitty phones, but you can just mess with it. You can get to like the core code of everything and change that's it up. That's why it's a better phone. That's what, that's, but I'm saying that like unless it. unless iPhone it. wants to sponsor us, then iPhone <laughs> is the better well, phone. <laughs> I but think but I like the iPhone. Is I'm what I'm saying. Like right. It's easy. More simulator on my phone. Oh, it yeah. comes down to if you want a simple interface or you want to be able to change your phone. Right. Right. Some people like the simple interface. Like it's just easy, and it every new iPhone is the same, so you're always gonna know exactly how to use it. So. It's interesting that when we think of our age, we instantly think of technology. And I think that's just because of the world we live in. But there's actually, there's a lot more that comes with our age. Like, I've actually just been experiencing this recently, like within the last couple months. I get this almost, I, I don't know what to call it, but it's this feeling of like kind of, kind of regret. Like, 
Have you guys, like, maybe recently been with your family and they were kind of joking about, like, you know, they were laughing about things that people had done or, like, you know, people that you don't even remember anymore? And, like, I just get this feeling of sadness that I, I never got to talk to them or, yeah, like, I missed out. And, like, when I was a kid and I would go over to, you know, your grandparents' house or whatever, you'd be like, like oh, dude, they got the swings there or something like that, you know? And now looking back, I'm like, man, I really, really wish I would have just sat down and had more conversations with my grandparents. Yeah, but you would be regretting, like, not going on the swings and being a dumb kid now. No, no, like I, I know. But I think that comes with, with age now is, like, I'm more interested in, in the people that I could have got to know. Because, like, I'm also yeah. more interested now in, in my personal background. I don't know if you guys are, but, like, I want to – I almost want to be more like my family in a sense – it's like that quote, uh, youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've been thinking about that. I mean, I'm still <laughs> young, but I still think about that. You're like, all this. You're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, like, you think about all the stuff you could have done, and it's it's a whole that ever, I think a lot of people just. I could have gotten away with so much point. more stuff. Like, I <laughs> yeah. know I could have done way crazier here, stuff, and I'm just. Here, yeah. here, if I may add, here's another thing that bugs me. I think the the world we live in and technology and everything being given to us on a silver platter makes us risk averse like we don't want to take bigger risks now mm-hmm. we're really complacent to have our lives showcased to have that instant dopamine hit and 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 why i bring this up it's just because so so you take you brought a point of family sticking together but my parents are immigrants and you know <laughs> he's like no <laughs> There, there's a lot of potential if you just fucking throw yourself out there into the fire because then the sky's the limit. Because if you are right. with your family, you get into a lot of patterns. That you can't you can't break free from the, the that's cycle. That's the other side of, of the that. flip. And that's actually what I was just saying too, mm-hmm. right? You almost exactly. want to become like your family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think I think um, understanding that feeling is great. Mm-hmm. Have respect, but. Don't deny that other part where you're like, I want to be different. (laughs) 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 At least in my mind, you know, I want to break free from something. No, no. And I completely Mm -hmm. agree. I think the point I was getting at is, don't you, I I don't know. When I was a kid, I didn't even think about it. But now, like, I will do something and then they're like, oh, that's how your grandpa used to do it. And then I, like, take pride in that. I'm like, wow, I'm just like my my family. And when I was a kid, I didn't even think about that or I could have cared less. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's also something interesting that comes with age. Okay. Okay. And it's sad, but it's it's also happy. I, I don't know how to describe it. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I think another thing we have to acknowledge, like I just want to take a step back like from sure. the conversation itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just be like, what is making us feel old right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why yeah. do we feel like maybe our like time is running out? Like not, not in a sense like you're going to die, but in the sense that like, your time is running out to still be young. Like, what makes you feel that way? Is it like that we're approaching thirty? Is like thirty the new fifty? Uh, in I mean, my mind, I mean, yeah. you're right. Like, we still. <laughs> you know what like I mean? Like, what? Like, what makes us feel this ahead way? of us? Mostly. I, I, if I were to think about it, I, I would say that the ability to recall information very accurately, to the point where it's recorded, <laughs> where you can see that, where like okay. you can see the wow. difference of ten years, and it's there. Yeah. yeah. It's not gone. You have. A snap of a finger and <laughs> you know everything. Yeah. And ten becomes a lot longer nowadays than it was before. So right. I learned mm-hmm. something real. I forgot what I was reading, but it was saying why time seems slower when you're younger. Yep. I actually read into that. Yeah. It's super cool it's, and scary. Yeah. It's like when you're younger, you're learning a lot more, you're processing a lot more. So that's why time seems like it's going slower. And then when you're 
like past that you're just on autopilot so time just flies by right and uh if i could add to that this is the this is kind of the theory i heard that freaked me out a little bit okay so it kind of confirms the notion of time is relative which it is it's relative to the person but like so for example when you're a kid and you have so you're a kid you're zero you live one year your entire lived experience is one year so that's all you can compare it to so your second year is just as long but now that we're hitting our 20s we have experienced so many years that a year feels like no time at all because now i'm comparing my year of time to 24 years instead of one year so now time is literally just slipping by and i think when you're in the mid-20s you're catching this. This is the first time you've started feeling like this, and it's almost a panic. Like, another year passed by? Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's already halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. And let, do you remember New Year's already? Yeah, like, no. that felt yeah. like that was yesterday. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy how mm-hmm. fast time flies by when you get older. Yeah, and like to answer your question, I think it's a combination of all these things and just the fact that you're still young enough to feel kind of young and like have that drive to want that kind of angst to want to do certain things Mm -hmm. as a young person (laughs) but at the same time you have so much to compare like you can just look back and you're starting to see the patterns of life and the patterns of how people act and all these just patterns that you couldn't you couldn't see when you were younger it makes you more jaded but it also just makes you more wise in a way and you're starting to see that you have enough scope when you're 26 to really see a lot of stuff yeah That's like you have more data you have more data mm-hmm. to go off of right. yeah so and much we were, more data you're yeah. pulling from a humongous pool of data when and like when you're in younger you will try anything because you don't really know the outcome you, and then you're, we're almost binary we're like do i know the answer to this <laughs> i'll try and, and well, see what happens out. absolutely but if you already know what happens when you go down that road you're not going to waste your time so right. it's just different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's wisdom in a sense mm-hmm. it, i think right. we're getting wiser mm-hmm. that's the plus side to this mm-hmm. And it's not all bad. Like we don't feel that bad. Maybe no, no, in, no, in, no, in a more in a more <laughs> egotistical a egotistical route, I'm fairly confident to say that maybe us five think a little bit differently as opposed to the norm in a bigger scope. Absolutely, right, right. Ma- maybe well, I'm at least we all went to the to. same school. We're from a pretty unique little pool. I mean, sure, yeah, it's yeah. not like we're five people from all over the world. So exactly, That's true. exactly. Yeah. And I'm just pulling in from like conversations that I have with other friend groups too. It's just not the same as this introspective thing. But maybe what I'm saying is I feel like people are yearning for it now. Oh, nowadays, yeah. more than ever, and it bums me out that people aren't just getting together and conversing with it. But I will say people, now that I'm getting older and thinking this way, it's just kind of changing your thought like that brings in those people into your life. And then you're able to talk like this. That's just kind of what I observe. As you get older, things change and those people will come to you. You don't even have to worry about being important. Because there's there's Mm -hmm. holes that are gonna be filled. That's just the way it goes and then it'll go away. Right, but I do think it does take that that conversation. Sure, yeah. Like you know, and then you have you realize maybe how different or similar, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jacob, you didn't answer that question. Why do you think we feel old now? Honestly, like, yeah, I th- I think it's a little bit like what you were, like you were saying. For me, like personally, um, yeah. I mean, I I do live with my mom, right? And so for me, I do feel like there are. I mean, and I've moved out twice things happen like you know roomy mm-hmm. situations fall apart yeah things like <laughs> yeah, that yeah, and, yeah. and, and it's just like <laughs> what what do i do you know and it's not like i'm not doing anything and that's what i feel like i'm on a treadmill or i'm on that hamster wheel mm. and i'm like oh. trying i'm trying to go 
but it's uh, and, and I'm not blaming anybody else. I've made my fair share of mistakes. I'll own it. Um, but definitely, I do feel like there's that deadline. Like, and and I guess when you're young and you think, oh, when I'm 25, when I'm 24, whatever it is, right? You have that mm-hmm. vision of yourself ahead, yeah. where you're like, I'm yeah. gonna be at this point in my life. And then when you're not there, a like, little bit you feel like you fuck. <laughs> a little bit you're like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. It's like no you one, know? no one's gonna tell you when to run. No, like, so that's that's your own decision. You, exactly. Right? So you so have to go that off treadmill feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's hard to get things going. I think we're like generating right. some momentum, but you're like in that early stage of getting mm-hmm. your start mm-hmm. and, and your path. Kind of have to learn to accept that. Honestly, like no matter, you, you have to learn that in your twenties. I think is when you, when you need to make your mistakes. Yeah. And how yeah. lucky I am. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. have kids. Like I have to support. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm incredibly. You're not hurting anyone. I else feel. I, I'm mistakes. there with you. Yeah. I, yeah. Not, not to dock on anyone, <laughs> but good. at least for for where I'm at. Where you are, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm thankful yeah, yeah. for that. Do you yeah. think mm-hmm. that pressure of uh, being very successful in your 20s or knowing what you're doing comes from when you're in high school mm-hmm. and all the guidance counselors are asking you what you want to do like as soon as I you think, graduate? I think, it, I think it's between that and then, honestly, like what you see on social media. I think when you see other people doing or what appears to be like they're doing very well and then you try and compare, it's natural. I think it's very natural to compare sure. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the difference is now with social media, you have to compare every day. Every Whereas, day. you know, normally you would compare it every 10 years, mm-hmm. high school reunion, oh, yeah. but now it's daily because you open up and someone's hashtag blessed, hashtag travel life, <laughs> and you're like, oh, hashtag clocked in. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm over in Europe, and you're like, wow, I wish I could go to Europe. I'm, I'm stuck here wait, working minimum wait, wage. Wait, hold on, I'm hold in, like, on. A warehouse wait, guys, yeah. Yeah. guys, wait. You can always go to Europe, though. No, but, but takes, do you see my it point, It just takes though. planning. Is all yeah, it's no, no. Planning. I'm not saying it's impossible to go to <laughs> no, Europe. No, but seriously, that's, what I, that's seriously like how I feel sometimes. Yeah. Like, dang, they're in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> that's I'm impossible like, for me to do. Because yeah. we take it out it of context. It takes planning, right? Sometimes yes. your life all, is the highlight reel you're yes, seeing. All that we person see worked hard for that. Yeah. Too, is the highlight reel. We take that out of context. We don't realize they probably planned that trip for months. Yes. They probably put money off to the side. Cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. Exactly. Let me tell you this. The like highlights of my life, I can I was not able to take photos of, and I have no like recollections of like wild things that I've done because <laughs> it was just impossible. But at least I got it in my memories, and it sucks that I can't share it because I wish I could. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can. <laughs> yeah, I wish I, could. I, I wish I could, but that I can't. There's this episode on The Office um, that actually like really struck me. Uh, recently it was like when when ryan was talking to the camera and he's like yeah so at my 10 10 year high school yeah. reunion i can say i'm a salesman at a mid-level paper company or whatever the same bro and i was like dang i have like yeah. i was like i can't hey, you're i feel that my well, bro, i'm two know. years away from my 10 year yeah. anniversary well you know that character oh. was written to be like the failed millennial. Right. They did that on purpose, We're and that's why. I, I guess I shouldn't say mm-hmm. we relate wow. to him because he's the failed millennial, but we have that perception of we're failing. We're exactly. on this treadmill. Exactly, yeah, because it's like, is he really Well, well, ch- But mm-hmm. if, if you, oh, not no. that I like watch it, so viewers, I don't you, actually watch you know it. Yes, he does. No, right. I, anyways, but the, like the character <laughs> development of Ryan, he made his success. Mm-hmm. Like he climbed up really yeah. quickly, but because of who he was, he had that downfall. Yeah. They made so the moral of the story piece. is like check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And don't Vibe be envious because if you just race mm-hmm. your way to some place mm-hmm. where you're not ready to be, you're not going to stay there. No. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the 
the lesson there. Right. Mm, yeah. Kind of just trust the process. Trust the process. You know what I mean? Patience, like, everybody's process is different. Uh, but the, but there's also it's that gnawing feeling. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, there's that kind of panicking alert thing that I don't want to ignore. <laughs> yeah. I, I want that God. to keep force me to Dude, move no, on. See, you know? here's what I do. It's like when uh, a light comes on in your car. You know it's there. You know that alarm up, is I going off. I turn on my <laughs> jams way louder. <laughs> and then I can't see the check engine light anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the cracks in my window are gone. <laughs> the tires are fine. I don't have to do an oil Spare check. your head in the sand, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's how I kind of see it. But I think, uh, I think while we kind of look at things and we're kind of scared, I also think – we kind of have a lot of hope of in our 20s, too. Like I said, uh, it, it is kind of a roller coaster because sometimes things will happen and you'll feel like that momentum is really coming and you're starting to gain some ground. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's kind of fun to be in your 20s because, I mean, like, isn't kind of the whole point of life uh, comedy and tragedy? The whole, the divine, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's but a wave. The heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what it's kind of, that's what life mm -hmm. is supposed to be about. And I, I actually... I'm kind of glad that we have some down moments because we also have the up moments too. Mm. Right. And it, I think for, for me anyway, like I, I try to take a different perspective and I'm in a relationship, so I have to watch what I say here. But mm. when you're it, think about like when you're chasing a girl, right? That chase is so fun because you have the ups, you have the downs. Right. Obviously you're hoping the more, stress, right? the stress. But then once you're in it for a while, yeah. then it, it's naturally kind of dies after a bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not not the chase itself, not Damn. your love for the person. I'm just saying sometimes some of the excitement. Let, the let's passion. give it the excitement. Don't, <laughs> not don't. the passion. You're trying to kill me? You just don't end up psychoanalyze me right now. You're just <laughs> sitting on uh, the couch watching Netflix. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's your let's, day. Let's switch gears and now yeah. relationships yeah, in your 20s. Yeah, let's go into that's, relationships. That, that's yeah. a good, another good detour. From the, yeah. Uh, from the article, Ooh, actually. Please dive in Excellent. and show. Oh, I want to hear more of Try this. Try and so get out of this hole you've dug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she knows I love her. Um, so, yeah, so when it talked about um, relationships, right, one of the things that the article mentioned is that, you know, premarital sex is more acceptable, right, which, which I think would lead um, to finding that life partner maybe not happen as quickly. And that we also have access to all these, not that we, not that they didn't have access to like to um, birth control and everything like that, but I think premarital sex, and just there's, I don't think there's much as a, much of a rush anymore to find that to find that life partner. Yeah, I just what, yeah. You wait till you're 35 or something. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? the average age is now what 28 and 30, and it used mm -hmm. to be 21 and 23. Right. Right. Which I agree with. I think better birth control has stopped yeah like most people being parents no i mean right, that's what right. it says yeah do you think college too like the four-year or now even longer for a lot of the conventional like successful american careers you have to go to school for like eight more years after mm -hmm. high school how sure. are you supposed to yeah. get married and do mm -hmm. that yeah i mean most more people are going to college now than they did before like yeah. doctors, how would you be married in a doctor? How exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you don't have time. Even yeah. When you're where's working the, as a where's doctor, where's the happiness? You're working like crazy you know? hours. Yeah. 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 So, un unfortunately, to to bring this up, Jordan Peterson, whether you like him or not, does like to talk about things like this. Thank you. I Any do like him. <laughs> anyways, um, he he brings up this th this point where females in like the upper echelon of like the upper percentile of wages, right? Super go-getters, 80 hours a week, make their law offices. 
but out of biology, not biology, but a, a person's desire to make a family, whether you're male or female, mm-hmm. you have to cut back on those hours. Like Eventually, you yeah. have these yeah. high paying people that are like, well, I want to start a family and I just can't do this job right now. And it's just weird that because you're like 25, 26, I can even even myself. I'm like, I want to do this and blah, blah, blah. So I don't have enough time. But it's almost <laughs> like an excuse too, and a defense mechanism to mm-hmm. not to like push people away at the same time when maybe you should be working on yourself or something. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, what I'm saying is, I don't know, but I do want to build something. And it's tough to share that with someone else unless they have that desire to build their own thing too, right, you know? Right. It's For me, it's less of house building, more of we're sharing these goals together <laughs> in some sense, if you know what I'm like saying. Like you guys are building a duplex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spot on. I want to make a duplex. Thank you. I, yeah. I'm cured. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find a partner who's down for that duplex. <laughs> Are you at least hey, sign a door in the sign <laughs> that prenuptial agreement? Right? Yes. I'm Prenup sorry. all day. <laughs> it's a duplex. I fucking can't right <laughs> I feel so much better. Separate mattresses already. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's just business only, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There should be a dating site for that because it's hard to find. And you can call it Duplex. Build our house separately. <laughs> independent young entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs or sociopaths. No fucking way. Crazy people. All right. From my own anecdotes, it's tough for me to be emotionally invested with someone at this stage. At this age, I don't, <laughs> Are I don't you having a breakthrough. Right I'm now? having a breakthrough right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get personal, but we're talking about our 20s. Right, and I'm talking right? about my 20s right now, so it's it's tough. And I'm sorry to to bring this like ugly stuff, but I, for as a backstory for the people listening, if you are one, <laughs> two, thirty of you, I love you guys. <laughs> but, but so I moved in with a girl when I was 19, 20, and it was tough. It was very emotional, very close, soul bonded, sure. And then it was really bad, and I got out. And that decision I've never been more thankful of doing in my life. So I'm very <laughs> weary with like trying to establish something with new people just because I get a, a whiff of it, <laughs> a whiff of something I don't like. And I'm like, Ugh. Well, dude, she stole your washing machine. <laughs> I know. Wasn't that a washing machine? Yeah. I would have trust issues. If no, stole I do. I do. Machine. I'm saying. But like a lot of <laughs> other item. people. Not even the dryer? No. Not, I know. But I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. So there's a lot of people out there with that kind of, you know, the backlog of stripe. How are we supposed to fucking settle down and well, break down the walls? Like you were just saying, how can we adapt to this kind of stuff? If, especially with kind of, not necessarily just our generation, but this time, if you're not kind of the, the top of the business, you're working over forty hours a week on average. So there's really no time for self-reflection unless you make time for it, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's another struggle that comes with the twenties that we were kind of talking about earlier is it just like, it feels like I have no time to actually improve myself anymore. But to the old, for the people that are older than us, they're like, you idiot, you have all the fucking time. I know. You don't know what death is because that's actually knocking at my door right now. So wait till you experience that. 
Yeah, I do think that's the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, where it's like, where it's like you can you know you can sleep when you're dead. You know that <laughs> that kind yeah. of mentality yeah. of like, or at least you know those before us. I think that's a lot of it. So that's hard to wrestle with. Like you know, finding people like man, I just need to take some time for myself and whatever recuperate from my life, from my job, from whatever it is. Right. But yeah, that mentality is definitely. I but I do think it's starting to fade away. I will say I do think it, I, I I see a lot of like more like self care type of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah actually, I think people yeah. are more you know open to it uh, based on a societal level. I feel like there's criticism to that. Like yeah, people are like sure. you you need to make take a mental health day. That doesn't make sense. But it's you're, but you're you. taking that day <laughs> off just to enjoy your life. Yeah, there's What's like places in that? the world where it's worse too. I mean, Jamie's not here, but my girlfriend is like she goes to Korea a lot. She's yeah. she's korean so like sh- they like one thing there is like if you go to a psychiatrist like just in a lot of places too i'm sure in the world culturally it's frowned upon like oh you went to see like a a therapist oh is you your must family be not there for Are you? you messed up like yeah. oh man yeah they gossip about you and it's like so even in a lot of i think these high powered countries and just cities where you're like gro- going faster and faster and working more and more taking care for yourself is almost frowned upon and shamed kind of counterproductive or something. I want to bring this up like the tragedy of your 20s is that you have all the energy you just don't have the money so all these people are working over 40 hours you know how many yeah. people I know work over 40 hours yeah yeah and then what but, we just talking about but they're family? making all that money that up, yeah. and they don't have the time to spend it or enjoy mm-hmm. it so what's well, the point anymore well if right. I may if I may yeah. bring this up so talking about Japan and more specifically, we were discussing how technology makes our 20s a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So a term used in Japan, salarymen. Like, think of suit and tie mm-hmm. business people. And again, we were discussing this at brunch with Tate's family in the morning. Um, his mother actually brought something up. So that human being the resource, that was in her words. And the reason why we brought it up, so to, to convey this point, um, the economic boom of Japan after the war band together you're not making resources you're not mining stuff but it's business so people have to band together hyper nationalism right right the businesses there really focus on bi- work 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 overtime is a rampant problem over there it's more than 80 hours in a work oh week my God. it's it's horrible and to the point where the yeah, yeah keeps yes. you away from a fear of something or how about this? Uh, if like I wear my lucky room. underwear, oh. my sports mm-hmm. team will win. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah. a fear of your sports mm-hmm. team losing, oh, okay. so you have to wear your lucky underwear. Yeah. Right, right. So that's what I meant by it's lucky like a, charms like are based around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, coping mechanism. That's a good huh, way to put coping it. Coping mechanism. Isn't giving yourself more like power or an advantage kind of just a way to yeah. it's giving you back control? Yeah, to get your control back. Like, oh, I can't. Right. Nothing bad will happen because I got this lucky rabbit's foot. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, and you kind of said it yourself, Tate, when you're saying you have an irrational fear or you're you're afraid of dealing with one thing, so you channel all your fear mm-hmm. into something. Uh, but yeah. don't worry about the specific thing because I got my rabbit foot. It's covered. Yeah. Yeah. Just now, like, now is that a hindrance or do you think? There's some Ooh. good, like, usefulness. I think Both. it's useful. It gives you more confidence, I guess, and control. The illusion but of control adds... you don't solve the problem. <laughs> but doesn't the illusion of control help? In certain situations, I will concede yes. But in sometimes, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta face the, the demon. If yeah. it's your lucky... Dude, change your underwear. If if the <laughs> Patriots lose, change your underwear is all I'm saying. Now, don't keep those on. <laughs> now, as far as coping mechanism 
What about alcoholism? Ooh, yeah. for fear? Drugs are also, if you're feeling mm-hmm. anxiety or fear, you just get high or mm-hmm. do a, take the mm-hmm. drinks. That totally is like, that's actually pretty detrimental, I think, because you're you're I like both ways. you're exiting the. It can be it can help, yeah. But you you can't just keep doing it. I think it's just I, a all in moderation. I would right? say you gotta yeah. face that issue. Maybe the, with a night of yeah, have a, have a few drinks, but then at some point you gotta go back down that pathway and figure it out. I think it's yeah. a coping mechanism, especially with like social mm-hmm. anxieties and fears. Mm-hmm. I think even the illusion that you're getting drunk can help you like the people who think they're drunk so they start acting drunk and they'll be more social <laughs> right. yeah you, like you can see that the placebo effect yeah like you get to the party you're you're like yeah. oh god i gotta drink something to fit in and you're like halfway through the beer and you're like hey, hey. it's like you're not mm-hmm. really loose from half that beer but the kind of drinking it in the action of it is and what where it's it comes a ritual. from too mm-hmm. it's a that's ritual. a ritual that's a sh- social construct too because totally. people say alcohol will make you more confident like look at all movies and stuff. Yeah. But does it? <laughs> I mean, does it really make you that much more confident? Well, it shuts. Or is it, it just shuts you think down. you are. Well, let it me shuts argue down like the fear. This. It mm-hmm. shuts down the fear because that irrational fear is in your your most uh, recently created portion of brain, right? And if I'm gonna turn that off, if a couple beers turn that off, and I'm just in my mammal and my reptile brain, what am I afraid of? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's no snakes. <laughs> I am the snake. Or, or does the alcohol put you up into the human brain so you're not even paying attention to the reptiles? See that? Or or does, I, don't, I don't know what. Does happens. alcohol make things more scary though? Like if you're watching a scary movie, drunk is it scarier? Like Ooh, your personal. Kind of dumbs down your senses though. Right. I think with alcohol specifically, right, it's a depressant. Mm -hmm. So it's automatically, I think, going to desensitize a lot of it. But on drugs, certain drugs, that could make (gasps) that movie a hell of a lot scarier. Spooky real fast. That's true. Yeah, like, oh, gosh. I can imagine being like stimulants and watching a horror movie. (laughs) No way. I'd probably be afraid then. (laughs) 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 My sober monkey brain can handle it. (laughs) No, I wanted to go back to the high road and the low road as far as like the drinking and stuff goes. So would you say that like coping with that fear using drinking, is that almost like a low road? That I think that is the low road. You know what I mean? Is is cope is kind of like, cause that's what, that's your immediate, that's an easy response. That's an easy thing to do. It's the quickest. It that, is right? like, yeah. Well, yeah. It relates to that because it's like the quickest, fastest, easiest way to fix the problem, but mm-hmm. it doesn't actually address the issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, since we're talking about, yeah. we're not only talking about horror movies or like ghosts or whatever. Um, earlier, I b- mentioned to Brian, like you know, a different type of fear would be looking at your bank account and it's zero dollars. That's right? scary. That so is, that's, that's that is that's scary. That, especially mm-hmm. if you have uh, people to support. Mm-hmm. Right. That is a that's that is a fear. legitimate mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, yeah, that's maybe then you are using the alcohol to to either take away that pain for that for the moment or you're abusing it and you're just taking that low road. So then how how do they get to that high road? Is it I mean, is it eventually like removing themselves from the situation? And I think in that specific situation, it's maybe checking daily and learning to budget. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, well, maybe in. Not like being on that specific example of having zero dollars in your right. bank account, but in order for someone to get out of the low road, so to speak, you have to know when you're there. That's true. Yeah, like you're never going to be able to leave unless. When am I actually drinking too much alcohol? Mm-hmm. Is it every right. day? Is it one beer a day too much? Is it one time a week? Like, what am I using That's it true. for? Right. Are you asking those questions? When you can ask those questions, when you're in a fearful in a situation where you have fears then I think that's the moment when you can utilize the higher functioning parts of, mm-hmm. of your brain, mm-hmm. you know? 
And that's when you can take a step back when you can breathe and ask yourself questions yeah about what's yeah. going on but, 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 yeah. the, but the challenge is that you're already in a fear response your brain is already taking the low road and the high road but the low road is faster so you have adrenaline what i wanted to find out and i didn't really get this from my research is if you ex use exposure to cure your fear of i know it works on one thing like if you're afraid of snakes you hold mm -hmm. snakes you're not afraid of snakes anymore but if you keep ex doing that can you kind of become less fearful of everything in general like if you were to embrace fear and expose yourself to everything you're afraid of will you no longer be afraid of anything will you be able to conquer that low road uh i would say uh depends on the amount of fear because if something really stressful you'll actually be worse an example is ptsd mm. is constant exposure to intense fear will cause like all those issues later on yeah, and you're right. finding fear from things that you were never afraid of before because oh i also read a little bit into that like how the, the little amount of fear how it's good for you but the the long-term like where you can't function kind of fear for that long that'll fear. make a lasting whereas if you're exposed to snakes every day it makes sense those you'll probably get used to it but having all those chemicals and hormones in your blood and stuff can't be good on a constant like basis there's no immunity. and even when you get <laughs> yeah. numb to it like you don't you get immune <laughs> you get you get numb to it then but then when you're removed i think that's where probably ptsd comes in is once you're removed it comes back well, yeah, you you learn how to thrive in a horrible situation. So when you're back in the normal thing, your like responses yeah. are misguided. Like you hear you're waiting for the like, old life. Yeah, you're waiting for the so bad you're, things. You're hyper alert and almost. Mm -hmm. and I, I wouldn't say that repeated exposure is going to cure you of all your other fears, but I think it's going to give you the tools that you need mentally or like psychologically yeah. to rat to, if not rationalize, at least learn how to deal with your other fears. Does that so does that, that kind of make sense. sense? Because it's kind of like what what you were saying, mm -hmm. like um, it's just being able to recognize that awareness yes. of what mm -hmm. it feels like, one hundred percent. Kind of how to look at yourself from an outside perspective in a way. That's the mm -hmm. lesson there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's that is a solution to a lot of problems. A lot. <laughs> that's yeah. a tough tough solution. Though. And it really that doesn't seem a lot of issues. Maybe it comes down to how you handle your fear. Yeah. Like what your response your was, and that's how. It'll respond later on, like maybe mm -hmm. if you, I, it's it's tough, I guess. It's like I guess it's like a, it's like maintaining control until your high road process takes over that. Yeah. Level. Because if if you are like I guess not in control of yourself enough, you might cause so much damage during the adrenaline spike that like five minutes later, once that high road takes over, it's too late to correct the problem. And I think that's where like things like domestic abuse, for example, come into play, where mm -hmm. like you. You got the the dude is like spiked with adrenaline, like hits his, his wife, and it's just that moment where he's on the low road. If if like it would have been five minutes later, probably that high road thing would have taken over. That would have never happened. But maybe maybe you're spending too much time on the low road that you never get to the high road, and that's where the issues come in. Yeah, or like definitely. you just never develop a way to get to that high road. But it's it's crazy. What we're talking about now is like you how to take control over your brain. Which is not – it's easier said than done. Right? Exactly. Because yeah. right. it doesn't right. sound like all that of a complex solution, right? Mm. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But – and that's the other thing. That's my question too is, is can this be taught? Uh, I'm going to say – let's go back to the tool belt. I like that. Yeah. We like, can give yeah. people the tools, but here's, here's kind of my take on it. Every human being in this room, every human being listening, every human being not listening that should be listening, <laughs> we all have our own unique fears. So we all have our own unique – off ramp onto the high road 
Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. give each other – we can give each other the hammer. We can give each other the scalpel. But we cannot – we can't put them on the high road. It's it's all you. It has to be their choice. Yes. Your, your choice. Well, and it's and like yours. everyone's experience is different, so it might be way mm-hmm. easier for someone and way harder for another person. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You have to build your own – I guess we'll call it the on-ramp, right? Because you're mm-hmm. getting onto the high road. So we can help you – we can give you the tools, and I don't mean – we as in the five of us but those tools are available but we can't build it for you everyone is so unique because mm-hmm. i mean you you gained your fear in your own unique way so it's going to need its own unique antidote that's a real yeah i like that analogy the the merging yeah, yeah. i like that a yeah. lot have you tried snake oil before <laughs> I, I, I have. I just, I just, <laughs> it's secure to everything but it was actually fish oil so it didn't work <laughs> Fish oil is the quick fix now. Vitamins. For certain supplements. <laughs> or, or people your age, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Ooh. The fear of death? No. <laughs> that just popped into your head? I think the fear of death mind. is the ultimate fear. The fear of that's wasting your life. Well, that's the source of all this fear. Your I think so. just protecting itself. You want to hear yeah. a really good quote for that, Brian? Yes, I do. Uh, this is I, from really old like Benjamin Franklin. Most people die at 25 and are buried at 75. Oh, <laughs> oh my! That cut deep. Yeah. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Most so people die I at guess what age? My reptile 25. brain. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Well, I'm dead. So <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple months. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple. Months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm dead. I, I wish I lived. Done. There's one Before final I topic I want to get into that I thought was really, really interesting. How about we're talking about negative fears? Like I'm afraid of ghosts. I'm afraid of dying. I'm afraid of being in crowded areas. What about the fear of success? So, I have I was reading this one article and it talked about like seven things you need to to, to be ready for if you're you need to get over your fear of success because I actually think a lot of people are afraid of succeeding because we're almost taught in our culture, not in every culture, but you're almost taught that you're going to fail. So there are seven things that we can kind of deal with. You need to learn to accept criticism. You need to learn to stop fearing poverty because it's going to happen at some point if you truly want to succeed. Um, Another one is a fear of old age if you're starting too late, if you want to start your business when you're 40, but I don't have enough time. That's another fear we have for success. Uh, The fear of failure, which is kind of the most obvious one. Um, the fear of offending others, which I thought was interesting. Um, like for example, you're, if you're at work and you want to raise, but you don't want to offend the business by saying, I deserve this much. Mm. That's, that's a fear of offending others. Mm. Uh, there's an obvious fear of looking foolish, which again, I say, look foolish all day. It only, to me, it shows me that you're just trying to learn. Uh, and then the final one was the fear of success itself, because Remember earlier how I kind of said I'm afraid of ghosts because of the abstract? Well, success is kind of an abstract con- concept. So those are kind of the big things that people are f- afraid of succeeding. Uh, that's real. That that I was sad reading that. <laughs> I, I feel like abstract is the biggest like that's the most thing that's the biggest thing to fear because yes, you can't and that physically death also fits into that yeah. because you don't know what happens next. <laughs> So I, I thought yeah. that was really cool that I never had thought about that people are kind of legitimately afraid to succeed because they won't well, know what to do. And, but I see a big basis, like the biggest fear I noticed, and you can relate it to most of those, if not all, is the fear of other people looking at you. 
like your yeah. social fear. Because like all mm-hmm. those really had to do with what are other people going to think about you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And maybe that's the root of all fear. So when you're when you're uh, fearing success, maybe you don't look at it as like fearing success. Kind of like you listed those other things, mm-hmm. and those, and maybe you're looking at like yeah, like you were talking about getting the raise. Right, you're fearing right. that, but ultimately you're fearing success. Is that kind of like what? Yeah, what well, like, those are those those are the roadblocks that block okay. you from success. Okay. So I I see what G money is saying, yeah. but yeah, those are kind of those are the those are the uh, hurdles you need to get over. Is what this was basically trying to say. So in essence, yes, you need to uh, to your point, G money, you need to stop caring what other people think, and and who knows how far you could go. That's a huge yeah. I like that concept. I think that's a big fear that most people have. Well, yeah, and if you see it, especially the the really young celebrities that would come up and they would get, you know, backlash, whatever would happen to them, right? And they would fall off and they would get into things that they probably normally wouldn't have had they not gone down that route. But after what they saw, what people thought about them and everything, then they fell off the radar because they were scared, you know. They and, didn't want... and this is why we don't read your comments, people. <laughs> <laughs> but we're please scared. Yes, yes. <laughs> but if you like to comment, I'll read them. Yeah. <laughs> please comment, like, and subscribe. Prove to me that I'm not scared by smashing <laughs> that like button. I'm afraid that you're not going to like and subscribe, so please like and subscribe. <laughs> I, I had one last thing, too, just to kind of tie this all up and sort of wrap things up a yeah. little bit. People have been talking about this stuff for forever mm-hmm. oh i like one of the first things that came up when i was looking up like what was it um oh types of fear it, it came up with just types of fear in the bible and i found that interesting like the bible has the like talk about this they talk about fear of god fear of man fear of self fear of danger and spirit of fear which is kind of an abstract thing but basically Ghosts. they translate to awe <laughs> social anxiety fear of self is I guess you know f- inadequacy. It's that's almost another yeah, extension of yeah. fear of man in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. fear of danger is that survival response. So it's like we've been stuck on. We've been here for a long time, people. <laughs> like we've been wow. trying to figure this out mm-hmm. for yeah. years. I don't know if we've made a lot of progress. I was gonna say, how do you? How well do you think we have fear figured out? Nope. You can't conquer uh, it. It, yeah. it. It literally hijacks your whole right. body. Yeah, like, I, how do you? defeat that i think (laughs) i don't know to to give you an answer i think if you compared it to how people lived hundreds of years ago to now and if fear meant you're living longer so fear like the day if you succumb to fear and you get killed you don't live we're obviously living longer in comparison so i think we've conquered fear a little too much in our society now that, that that kind of instinctual stuff, that mm-hmm. like that spiritual aspect, and then all this construct that we have to live through breeds all this other weird, weird. It's fears. like baby yeah. fear, right? Uh-huh. It's like mutated fear. We're well, we're living in the spirit of fear right now. <laughs> but when you, <laughs> yeah. you what I'm saying. It? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, G Money. I'd like to say I think we haven't conquered fear because fear is always changing. Fear. What mm. we fear now is nothing like we used to fear. Like I was, I looked up unique phobias and that people have nowadays and. Talking on the phone was one of them. Like, people oh, used to not be afraid gosh. to talk on the phone. <laughs> and then the fact that phone. people have the phobia of not having their phone. Like, they get yeah. freaked out where they don't know their phone. And I've done right. that where I'm like, oh, mm. my phone's not in my pocket. And it's that little boom in your Fomo. heart. Yeah. FOMO. Phone Phone of missing away. <laughs> and I think, like, we're not afraid of what we used to be. Like, 
reality, you're not afraid that a bear is going to attack you in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Like, Until it does. Li- well, if you're Jake, it does. <laughs> if you're living but... in, like, a city, you're not going to be afraid of of a of a, like a jaguar <laughs> coming in through your window and dragging you out, whereas that could have been a big fear other places. Yeah. That's exactly I think, what I'm saying. I think yeah. fear just mm-hmm. changes, and we have a different mm-hmm. set of fear than we used to have. But I think fear will always be there. Yeah, totally. Do you think we should conquer it? No. Uh, I don't think so. It's kind of a miles like it's a foundation in your house is how I'll put mm-hmm. it. You conquer I it when you're dead. The only way to conquer yeah. it is to die or <laughs> or to become like yeah. omniscient. If you were literally all knowing, you you would be a god. You would have to be like transcend this dimension. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. and also know everything. You have to become because emotionless too. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like oh, no, but like we, understanding and knowing about it cures the fear. So if you knew everything, you wouldn't be afraid of anything. Yeah, I don't right. think so because f- also fear is Indeed. how you learn. Mm-hmm. Like you need fear. Yeah. Like for example, fire is hot, so you should have a fear of not touching it. Right. And like right. things like that. Like and I think you need that gas. fear, yeah. Like, so, just like, a little bit, a little bit. We're never gonna really control <laughs> the go. weather, really. <laughs> so you should fear storms to a point. Like you shouldn't run around and a metal pole because you're. I'm not afraid of lightning. You shouldn't run down the street <laughs> right. in a hurricane with the American flag. Oh, what if you? What if you <laughs> yeah, had to yeah, do it for healthy. the vine though? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, can we well, set a precedent? More important than hold on. We do have to set a precedent. If you're doing it for the vine. You're not afraid of fear. No, you have to. Yeah, hold on, wait, wait. You are. Wait, you're doing not, it for the TikTok <laughs> now. No, no, listen. Ah, it's the TikTok. I'm not joking though, because there are people who will run out into tornadoes and storms just to put it on this. Therefore, they're not afraid of it. They don't give a fuck. And some of them die. And or some, yeah. they are afraid of but it, and because, the pros outweigh but dude, the cons. That's because yes, yeah. they they are afraid. But it's that it's that they want that sweet serotonin of a hundred a uh, hundred thousand views. But the serotonin is more where it were it's they want that more than the that's a adrenaline. byproduct of the world we live in. That dopamine. That's that's what well, I'm trying to argue. Maybe I mean, that's the, were... our perception because there were probably people in, in a different lifetime. That, like, for example, there are certain people that wanted their name immortalized, so they would go do crazy things. Mm. But, Ours is just specific. But this is for everyone. I mean, when yes. you're a- everyone ha- – it wasn't specific to if you had money for an operation to, like, fund the whole exhibition. Every, any average Joe can be the star now. Huh. I'm yeah, saying it yeah. really, right? Yeah, really? No, no, you, you are right. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I don't think that that's a new trait to humanity. Yeah. I think it's just we have a new – if you want to call it a tool, what, what you, I, you want if you want it enough, you're gonna overcome your fear and go get it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, and agrees with G Money, like Greg, fear is ever changing, but we're losing. We're not like the same human beings as we were before. Oh no, no, right, no. right. So we have different stuff that we worry about now. But sure. we'll always fear the correct things. We're just descendants of the people who were afraid of the right things because they yes. that kept them. That's alive. a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So we have the right fears, which is why we shouldn't give them up. <laughs> Pass them down. 100%. Take them down. Pass it around. <laughs> that, give them to your kids. Uh, well, you heard it. Kids. You heard it here, folks. I think that wraps up the episode for tonight. Uh, Nolan's not going to pass on his fears. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> He's going to keep that all to himself. Well, anyways, I think we're all afraid that you're not going to hit that like or smash button. Or you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
that's yeah. like a song. Mob, mob mentality is fear. Are, like, are these people are afraid and they're like totally unpredictable and like animals now? Fear yeah. of missing out. It's like still. they're scary. Like, like a <laughs> the fear wild of mobbing flock. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Damn. Yeah. Talk about fear yeah. all day. That was that was a good episode, guys. I like solid. solid. Yeah. There's a lot of information that I like. I didn't. I would. Dude, that's what about. I'm saying. Like, I'm like is this shit. not? I feel like this is so much. This is healthier cool. than how I was taught. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah we're no, that's exactly right. Yeah. This is like I feel so much better learning this way, because mm-hmm. it's like oh, yeah. I genuinely care about this stuff now. I, I guess I cared about it back then too. But now I mean, I you didn't really care. talk about this then. Yeah. You didn't you get it was all. Yeah. It was like yeah. two plus two. Yeah. <laughs> well, what kind of school did you? Mid mid cow school. It was four. Yeah. <laughs> Check them math. Um, so what do we do All next right. week? Yeah. Should boys. we get a guest next week? If we can. If uh, we could, yeah. So what do you yeah. think about – I know you kind of pitched us that, uh, uh, the idea of the author. What are you thinking with that? Is that pretty doable? I, I think it could be. Um, I, I got to reach out. We'll definitely have to okay. schedule that. Yeah, oh, no, no, like no that's what I'm so saying. Because, yeah. so like, obviously to... that won't be next mm-hmm. week. Okay, I'll yeah. Read the book first too. Yeah, 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 no, well, I'll read the book. Well, I think, it's I a, think yeah, it's an easy read. If, if, when, and if you want to, definitely reach out to him ASAP yeah. to see what we can schedule and then work definitely. around that. Do they live here in Denver? They live in Colorado. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think actually in Firestone. Firestone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And then you had another one too, right? I got a few. I got like uh, the, that we, that like screenwriter lady, mm-hmm. and then there's this one like family friend that I have, and she's just really cool. She's like super, like, she's really engaging, and she's like a and she's she's like a little older too. So she and I think she like travels a lot. She's basically does this like consulting business that she started herself, but I mean she's cool. Like I don't know. Like she, I I just was talking about the podcast, and she said she would love to talk about the subject mm. of. She wanted to talk about like the subject of like what is your like civic duty as like a member of a society. Like, oh, is it enough? that would be a good. Like she wanted to talk about like is it voting? Is that enough? Or like being nice to your neighbor? Or is there something more you should be doing? Like or what is it really? Yeah, like, yeah. Civic duty. Like what? Like what? Sh- yeah. Like, what did you say she did? She did a so the outreach. She like she I think basically does consulting and efficiency for she'll like go in and like help us. She works with government contracts and and private companies to like help them. Sp- fix their systems and like make shit oh, okay. efficient i, I think is mm-hmm. it so yeah like, that makes i kind of yeah, consulting yeah. Yeah. and then i don't know exactly what she does it would be cool to learn more that is very yeah cool. i'd like to bring her on i think really i think that one can be scheduduled quicker so quicker one, than yeah, she's, uh, she's super liberal and she lives mm-hmm. in boulder so it'll be an, if it gets political yeah. it'll be interesting yeah yeah for mm-hmm. sure that would be pretty fun honestly or let's let's do that one. If you can reach out or to her, not not next week, but the week Sometimes. after to have. No, I'm saying the week next after. Week, the week after next week. Uh-huh. Cool. Just because I think we'd have to prepare ourselves for a guest and think about how that format would actually look like. Yeah, and I'm cool with doing another episode without a guest to keep. We 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 all got better. At, I think it more confident and just. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the way this conversation flowed with all five of us, it's like uh, amazing I felt, that yeah, it works like this we, well. Once we, we get going, man, it's just like yeah, yeah, it's just that it's we just cool. yeah. Yeah. And this this time, I noticed it really kind of flowed in a really cohesive way that made sense. Like mm-hmm. every topic mm-hmm. flowed. It would sometimes circle back around. We'd touch on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I'm we're all prepared to too, which is. We all looked up a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Big difference. Weren't we talking about we needed to do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that, that worked really well. That one, that worked sure. well. So, um, let's... How what, long did that? It's probably like an hour. I would say it's close to yeah, an hour. a little over an hour, not much. Okay, that's good. Cool. Good. 
I, I just I have been saying like I would love to have KJ. I want to have KJ over for the one after next week. That's I the want older to do. Lady. Yeah, I want okay. to do one more. Um, what would you like to do for next you week? Want, you want to guess? Or no, no, not not talk. for next week. Yeah, the next, next week. Let's just plan for. What is it? Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to think about it and then? Because I the reason I came up with this is I had this like way before mm-hmm. I brought it up. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. I remember I thought of it when we were I was listening to whatever one podcast we were talking about horror movies. Mm. I was like, fear would be a good idea. Do you topic. still have that? Uh, do you have a notebook with the topic ideas in it? Oh yeah, from way back. Let's crack that open and see what our initial. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's see what our initial like thoughts were. From this conversation, if we kind of went with the flow, I think something to do with. Society is too broad, but I just kind of. I know, yeah. If, how can we narrow it? Which is going to be good for when. I was thinking, like, next didn't episode. we talk about society a little bit with community? We did yeah. a little bit, but that was kind of focused on COVID. Mm-hmm. You know that that might entail to some like civic duty stuff too. I think, maybe maybe yeah. something relatable like friendships. I don't know. Oh, friendships, Social relationships, groups, relationships, friendships, like love, friendships. Like, what do you Just guys think? You know, if we're not doing an episode right now, but, like, what do you guys think about that from your yeah, experiences? Yeah, because we could kind of reach out and talk about Because yeah. we did talk on... we did one where we get more personal? Yeah. Oh, th- there you go. That That's what I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you value in relationships and stuff like that? Why not? Your just relationships yeah, could be actually the, that could be a fun. Could just be our and top we're not here. talking just romantic relationships. No. No, yeah, relationships, all, business relationships, family, love interest, family, mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. dude. I think like that. Yeah, we could get yeah. pretty deep. On yeah, that. we could so get good. real deep on that. I think we'll break down the method, like or like types of relationships too, because there's like, I'm sure people have written about this. I'm still oh to yeah, read about it. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, because like think about. Uh, I think there's like a certain number of there's probably like five different types of dynamics. Well, dude, mm-hmm. there's that. There's yeah. that. I'll save it for the episode. But uh, what is it? We have different masks we put on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You have your business mask. Your, mask your personal love, love, love languages. Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. Love yeah. Your mom. Mm-hmm. You're you're mm-hmm. different guess, people. Yeah, you don't act the same around your girlfriend as your mom. No, no. <laughs> or like your coworkers or your boss. Oh yeah, you definitely act different. We all are. We all have split personalities. Or like your regular, you only show people like your regular coworker compared to your manager. Like, Mm. yeah, straight up. So there's enough to talk about there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Let's do that. That'll be a fun one. Cool. Yeah. And I kind of like, and that was just really, really spur of the moment. Just really, just recapping on what we talked about. Yeah. You know. The topics are just in the pudding. The proof's in the pudding, right? <laughs> there. The tapioca's in the pudding. Exactly, yeah. yeah the tapioca's in the pudding. So I think if we just, like, draw upon the stuff we talk about, it'll Good, be, yeah, like, a yeah. really cohesive season. Yeah. A very secret Remember, that's theme. what I was saying, how... build on itself. Yeah, man. remember I was saying that, how I almost wanted each, each season to be kind of like a love letter, a topic mm-hmm. that we... You can open it, and everything's related, and mm-hmm. then close up that season. I so. think another one that could go along with our season's episode on communication, like everything <laughs> yeah. from like nonverbal. Oh, to like, nonverbal is my favorite. Wait, so. you gotta write non-verbal, that one down. Yeah, to non-verbal. stupid mind games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to like Me? yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, huh? Communication. Yeah, yeah, you can get pretty deep. Oh man, I don't even have to prepare myself for that yeah, one. I, yeah, you should. You piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> You talk about how communication is changing over there. Yeah, years. and how you're losing nonverbals because of well, yeah because of COVID yeah. because of face. Well, I guess FaceTime actually is almost bringing it back. 
So we in lost sense, it for a little in a bit. Sense, yeah, yeah, and now we're kind of coming back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so we're talking maybe about that was our innate, maybe that's no, no, no. why we Next wanted FaceTime so much. I'm just saying, I think it'll time. tie in with the season. Okay. I think Dude, it could yeah. tie in. Because, like, what if that's why we wanted FaceTime and we love mm-hmm. that concept? Mm-hmm. Because on the phone, you just weren't getting that. Because we're social animals and maybe we almost need the nonverbal as much as mm-hmm. we need the verbal. Right. Interesting. Well, and I think through text messages, they're trying to bring, like, that nonverbal with emojis, emojis. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, this will be a and good now with iPhone mm-hmm. you can there's have so your much content yeah you can have there's your own so face much on content there. you can make your own, <laughs> make your own <laughs> like emoji based on your face it's gross. So, so relationships next. Mm-hmm. If yep. KJ doesn't pan out for after that, we have the next yeah mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. So I think I would love to. KJ's topic is actually super related to all yeah. this. Now. Yeah, so yeah. I really do want to push for the guest. I think she'd be a splendid. If if you we said, if you know her right no, I uh, know her. Um, like I grew up like going over to her house for like. Oh, okay, I was just stuff. asking if you but, knew her. But here, did you have to get in contact with someone else? This will be no, for us. Pretty... Like, we get the person. This is the next step into actually realizing. Yeah, you know, and do, so. and on that note, we need to come up with a different format for a guest. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe only three of us should be asking mm-hmm. questions. Do you see what I'm saying? Because. Mm-hmm. I th- I think five is fine, but six is pushing. I th- it. I agree. I would say for that format, I think choose three. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. Three. We could even like just fucking either we could do passionate or we could make it even kind of a mini game of it, right? Where we fucking pull straws and see who gets to who gets to interview. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That would be. Cool. I, I think like I think four with, would be fine. We'll just one person. Hey, 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 here's what I here's what I want to here's what I want to say to that. We don't know how it'll work. I think with this one being a closer it. friend, let's just fucking try it. Okay. It'll be so we smooth. Six mics. I can what we need yeah. to do okay. then, we need to establish an order mm-hmm. of questions. No, not mm-hmm. even that. It needs to be Greg asks a question. We let her monologue. Mm-hmm. Brian asks a question. We let her monologue. I think as long as Tate, we focus we on... We need to do that. Okay. It needs but to be slow. Now, if you don't have a question, just her. make sure you tell us. Be like... Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. just point up. to the next guy. I got but yeah. but all I'm trying to say is with a guest, that episode is completely 100 percent about them. Mm-hmm. They yeah. talk most. Yes, mm-hmm. it should be. It should be honestly 75, 25. 25. Mm-hmm. I think as long as we keep that in mind and practice it, I don't think anyone has to like sit out. We're, no, no. If we like can do that, really if we have the, the discipline to do that, that's fine. And I, I and still if you have something to say, I think we should while we're not oh, doing yeah. video. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying. Once like, we do video, we need. Uh, don't like. Like, if she's giving us a point, yeah. we don't need to yeah. elaborate for five minutes don't on Don't cut her yeah. off. Yes. Definitely don't yeah. elaborate Which we need on to work on. Yeah. We, we did decent in this one. Yeah, this was perfect. perfect. This, this one was, was a lot better. I wouldn't really say perfect. This was a lot better. We had a couple. I did notice. We had a couple, but it was not bad. Like, we even were about to say something, stop, and then let the other person go yeah. this time. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all been doing that yeah. more. Yeah. But definitely with a guest, we got to. Oh, yeah. KJ will be a good practice run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of value to being a weird six five person podcast. No, that's, dude. That's the thing niche. is, the thing uh, is, what we are. This is unprecedented because what we're doing, and and again, I know this is like I'm not. This is sad, but what we're doing is we're creating a conversation that people don't get to have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we get to be their conversation, or they do have it, but it's like when they're with their buddies and they're their buddies don't and, care mm-hmm. and they don't care, right? Yes, that's and yes, I do think a live unique. action. Yeah. <laughs> group chat yeah having yeah. having kj will also help a lot because obviously she has a lot of business connections 
Oh, dude, yeah. She knows, she knows everyone. And That's what I'm like, saying. She's such a high-powered if we if we do if we do this right she'll be she'll be like running the room down here good 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 if we do if we do it right she'll open the doors to way more other people Mm -hmm. she will totally if she like when she has a she will have a great time obviously on the podcast she's gonna be like whoa damn you should have these people on yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. oh okay so i don't know if you guys have seen it i saw these business cards for a podcast i i was like no to business cards there's no reason that's Mm -hmm. tough yeah however they have these new ones that it literally you like bump it on your phone or some shit and it pulls up their they, like especially That's it's for sex. musicians. So That's it pulls wow. up either their website or like wherever it is. What if your music if it's on Spotify wherever it is, it'll send them straight to it. So all I have to do is bump it Let's and, then, and then it pops Whoa. up. And I was like, Whoa. dude, That's sure, put the that move. put that link the where I'm getting is, that right now. Uh, there, we don't even have to buy right that now, many yeah. cards. You hand mm-hmm. out a few, but mostly you just be like. Tap it on someone's phone. Tap it yeah, on someone's phone. Like, hey, check this yeah. out. Have one, if we all have one on us at all times, pass them out to a few people who will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it is Dude, genius, that's and so I. Good. That's gonna be that, that could be good for beautiful. us. Like it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for music. Yeah, that's what that's why I saw it for is mainly for musicians. Dude, but that means that means I could fucking sell the podcast while I'm at work to all the people. Exactly. That you straight up. Oh yeah, I could put it uh-huh. on every customer's phone. Mm-hmm. Instantly. That'll give me more incentive. Felt them asking. <laughs> yeah, I just walk past them in their pocket. Like, <laughs> Can I just see your phone and credit card for a second? Boop. Thank cool. you. Cool. Right. <laughs> Slide dog. Now go listen to this. One. Like here, let me wipe this off. All right. So we're actually doing a discount today. Yeah. <laughs> if you just open up this app and okay, there's actually no real discount, but <laughs> I'll, I'll do the military discount. Yeah. It's five percent. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sinkies. I would yeah, I would love dirty send, send the the oh, link. Yeah. I'll pop on that shit really fast. Cool. Okay, uh one more topic to address. Uh what are we going to do? Did we make a final decision about how we're are we posting an episode? We got to make the teasers first. Okay. Our, maybe Brian we could do that on our I'm going to try to get Tuesday off too, so. Are you off Tuesday next week? Right now, no, but no. they might they might need me to work Friday, and so they'll switch me okay. out tomorrow. But we, I just want to like put those tra- those little teasers together before we. Oh no no completely! I'm not I'm not trying to push for anything. I'm just uh, I just didn't know where we were standing. I I thought we needed to post well not needed but we wanted to post one. Yeah, but you're right. I we should get those. Like one yeah. more down. week wouldn't be the end of the world. I no think. no it wouldn't. Mm. Um, also. Maybe we should post that one with that. We should transition to that new platform where they. Yeah. This other one. Did you, were you here when we were talking about it? Where it's like instead of the tr- whatever transistor FM thing we use, mm-hmm. they monetize your shit. They do the. They basically provide the same service, but they monetize it, and then instead of charging you monthly, they just take a cut of the, your. Your money. Oh, yep. nice. And then you could basically. And that's we, great for when we're making big, no we money. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When we're making nothing, yeah, dude, take ten percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that'll get us to our dollar. We gotta that's make sure right. there's no mm-hmm. weird fine print or something with that. It, if they have, I don't you want. You can't quit. Fuck. Well, Give I don't us want your them, soul. Like if they have licensing Why, rights or something it, like right. that. Like, no. They might have get to hold intellectual property. I don't think they do. We gotta make sure that they don't. If we gonna like, I, do research like on what that, if you like, what if you had to be like in a certain amount of time with that thing, and then you wouldn't be able to branch off into other.